Hi everyone, Joanne Jason is back. And today we are going to talk about something that has been on my mind for a wee while, something that I deal with almost every week and something that I'm sure Jason has dealt with a lot in his career. And that is about people failing. And you know, it's, I failed 12 times before I have my business that I have now. I know Jason has failed a lot of times as well. So this episode is titled, How Long Do I Fail Before I Throw in the Towel? Hi there, my name is Joy Nicholson. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, coach, and mentor. I've been diving in deep for the last year to discover what it takes to become a successful entrepreneur. Not just the fluff that you see on the outside when you see people that are already successful, but what it takes behind the scenes to become successful. What I have discovered was mind-blowing. Millionaires think differently. They have unique habits, focus, discipline, and so much more. Follow along on this podcast where I'll be sharing my journey, the journey of other entrepreneurs, what makes them successful, but most importantly, how it can help you to become successful. Hello, Jason. How are you doing? Good, Joy. How are you? Thank you. So, Jace, how long do I fail before I throw in the towel? How long did you fail? Huh. A while. Yeah. <laughs> Years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Years. yeah. I, I, I did it wrong for did it wrong for a long time. I just uh, said to Jason now that uh, we were talking about registered companies and things like that before we started this episode. And um, I told him about a company that I registered five, well, it's actually almost five years ago. They just never took off. So yeah, I've been failing that long. So, you know, it's, it's possible. So when do we give in? You know, when do you throw in the towel? Jace, can you, can you break it down for us a little bit? I know I'm putting you on the spot on this. No, no, no. Listen, listen, this, this, before you flip, you know, do 500 backflips, hear me out. Um, how long do I fail? So is that actually a thing, you know, because I truly believe that you have to fail to succeed, but you also don't want to fail for 10 years. So I truly believe there's a mindset issue there. If you fail constantly, you know, obviously depending on product and marketing and all of that, which we will dive into, but what is your belief on the mindset stuff when you constantly fail in everything that you do? everything well if you're you're failing at everything that you do it's on you so there you go well (laughs) it's a a constant you know it's i to me it's a constant self audit uh, a two-part audit Mm -hmm. as you go down your business it's a it's a self audit how am i thinking talking to myself how my audit of what's going on in here and then an audit of my business an audit of the product that I'm selling, how I'm going about it, my strategy in business. What is my, am I selling garbage? Yeah. Do people actually want your product? Maybe you think your product is amazeballs, but the next person might be thinking, it's crap. It's work for you and and your need, but is the market actually looking for that product? That could be the other thing. And your, and your strategy, your marketing strategy. What is it? Is there one? Are you getting your product in front of people? Mm. You know, as we go along in business, we want to make sure that we are not going to just give up. A dif- there's a difference between giving up Correct. and failing, Correct. right? So giving up means as soon as I hit a roadblock, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, uh, this, is too, this is too hard. I can't do this. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's you're either bringing that on by yourself or you're letting other people come in and convince you of that. That's when you're giving up because, you know, when you're growing a business, roadblocks come. They, sure. they are going to come oh, yeah. and you're going to have those little failures, if you will, along the way. Or massive ones. Huh? Or massive failures. Not just or massive, but there's a difference between that and your business is failing. And so I think it's a two-part audit. You know, we, we, we talk yeah. a lot, Joy, about you and I, about constantly doing self-auditing. Um, what are we saying to ourselves when we wake up? What are our business goals today? You know, and then when we go to bed, what did we achieve today? Are, are we keeping in line with our goals? Are we moving forward? Mm -hmm. And also, am I keeping in line with where I should be mentally? Yes. You know, am I flying off the rails on a daily basis? Am I not growing as a person along with my business? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And keeping those things in check. And then there's, you know, how long do I let my business fail? If this over here, you know, if you're keeping yourself in check, at least to me in my brain as I talk through this, yes. if I'm keeping myself in check, and these hurdles that are expected to be in business as I grow, I'm taking those on and I'm problem solving properly. If my business is still costing me $1,200 every three months, there's we, how long do you let yourself do that? Yeah, that's the thing. For me, I don't know. I've let it happen for six months and it's too long. Yeah. Oh, what do you think? I agree with you. You see, the thing is with me, and this is my belief, and Jason knows this from me for a long, long time. I truly believe if you've been trying something, and this is just my opinion, okay? I didn't, this is my personal experience that I'm having this opinion about. If you signed up to an MLM program or an affiliation program, or you're selling affiliation program, or you join whatever that thing is that you are doing online, if you're not seeing any money coming into your business, and I'm talking, even if you're like, even if you go into an MLM and you just at least break even with, you know, money that you spend on products and you at least just break even, you're not making a profit, but you're at least seeing any, you know, kind of money coming in. If nothing happens in your business in three months, something really bad is broken. It's not working because either your marketing sucks, your persuasion sucks, your product sucks, the people that you're selling to sucks, you suck as a person selling the product, not because you suck as a person, but the way that you're selling it sucks. You know, so, and this is a blunt episode, but this is true. I mean, me and Jason was part of the same affiliation group. I'm not going to mention names because I'm not here to badmouth anybody, but it didn't work out for us because we didn't like the way that they were teaching us how to sell the product. There's nothing wrong with the product. We still have the product. We, we still own one of these products, right? We love the product. Uh, we love what the product was about. And I mean, in saying that, there was other people that was in the same group than us that was successful in it, okay? Because it just worked for them. It just didn't work for us. So there's nothing wrong necessarily with, if you not if you join a program and you're not making money, it's not necessarily the program. Yes, you get some really shocking ones out there, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily the product that is bad or the people that are teaching the product that's bad. It's maybe just not a fit for you. That's, that's it. And I always talk, my very first thing that I teach my students when I started out of business is, who do you want to serve? 
Who is that people that you want to hang out with? Who is those people that you love to speak to? Who is that people that you want to see succeed? You know, find that special person that you really can relate to and then find out what are their needs and then serve them. That is how you make money. That is the secret behind all of it. It took me almost a year to figure that out. Once I figured that out, that's when I started making money. And that's the key. That is the absolute key. So you're probably going to fail for years. <laughs> like me and Jason had had. Jason, realistically speaking, how many years did you have? Did I, have I failed in my life? I love where this is going. How, many, how long had I, had I failed before I was ever successful? Yeah. Well, I, I remember you had your coaching business in Vegas that you were yeah. very successful in. So and, and, let's and, go and after, maybe, that. Let's maybe, go after maybe, that. Maybe that's a good, maybe that's a great place to start because there's a situation where mm. the money was there, but yes. I think it was a failure because I did not like the business model. And that it didn't sit well with me. Yeah. So to me, even though did I help people? Yes. And all this kind of stuff, it was, that was a failure for me because that's not how I wanted to, I saw a better way. Yes. You know what I mean? But I have, listen, I have been doing the entrepreneurship thing and working for myself for a long time. And I will say, I, I can probably comfortably say that just in the past year, I know that I'm not on a track of not digging this or failing at this, that the pieces have come together. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. And also I probably could have done a lot more of listening to people around me and asking questions and not mistaking and not making mistakes that could have been prevented Correct. Um, because I simply, I simply didn't want to hear it. I, I got this mentality. I got this. You know what I mean? And so that's why coaches are, are so helpful and, and can get you what you where you need to be much faster because you won't make those you won't make those mistakes. But that's near, neither here nor there. But it takes time. It takes time. But if you are uncoachable, your business is not going to be doing good. Uh, don't do that. Yeah, because I actually I have a few students that are uncoachable. And um, they're not paying students. And honestly, well, they, you know, it's one of those clarity calls that I did and I tried to help them and they don't want to listen and they're going to suffer and they're going to struggle in their business for a very long time until they actually decide to be coachable. Because from the outside point of view, you can see the mistakes that they're making. You can see that it's not going to work. You can see the business model suck. And let's be blunt. If you, if you don't want to listen to somebody that's got the experience, that's made the money, that's got the proof in the pudding that can help you. If you don't want to take that help for whatever else reason you've got, if it's maybe a self-esteem issue or a, I don't know, conf whatever issue you've got, you are not going to make it very long in this entrepreneurial game. That's for sure. No. And you got to constantly ask yourself, can I get, can I as a person get behind this product that I'm selling? Correct. I feel okay about this. Yes. Am I getting, does this product, am I marketing it in a way that is solving somebody's problem for yes. them? A massive, pro a tangible problem mm -hmm. that, that you're taking care of for somebody. And two, how am I getting my product in front of people on a daily basis? Like Joy said, marketing. Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Are you getting this product in front of people or are you just in the business of being in business? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Which, which pays nothing. There's this thing that's called um, the seven P's. Okay. Um, so basically the P's is people, places, and product. All right. And this is also what I teach my students. So I'm dropping the golden nuggets on this episode for you guys. So always write down seven of each of those. That's what's called the seven piece because of each of those three piece, you're going to write down seven things. So now we, we said, okay, you know, find your market, find your niche, find who you want to serve. Okay. Then, um, is it the right product? Is it the right person? And is it the right place? You know, like for example, you might want to serve moms, um, which is your people. And uh, the product is like I'm doing, helping people, helping moms to make money online. Um, and then the place is like, what place am I doing this in? Am I doing this online? Is it brick and mortar? You know, et cetera, et cetera. The place is not necessarily a physical place, but it could also be a place where they are in their lives, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then write seven down on each of those, like find moms, find whatever else, but write seven people, seven places, seven whatever else. And then take that and work that in with your passion, you know? Is it going to cross point the different ones? if this makes any sense. Okay. Um, but is it going to cross reference? You know, if, is your passion going to align with those seven, you know, the, like, if you have, uh, like with me, for example, moms, the way I do it online and the, um, the product, it aligns in with my passion. And that's why this is a perfect product for me. So as soon as you've got that alignment, then you really have a good business model that cannot fail because you're going to put all your time and energy into it because you believe that it's going to help people. And again, you serving people that don't serve you. You don't care about the money serving people and then automatically the money comes in. And that's the other key. Yeah, there's the, yeah, I, I, I couldn't have said any of that better myself. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, yeah. you, and, and, and the mark, the marketing, the marketing piece is just, you know, yes. don't be, don't expect that when you're starting this business or, you know, if you're lucky enough to, you know, a lot of people just start out you know, inherently an online business with an affiliate uh, group or, or some, some kind of marketing like this because yeah. the, the groundwork is almost set mm. in stone for you. And, and if yes. you, whoever you join, if, they're, if you're lucky enough that they offer marketing training, every single bit of that, take it up, take, yes. you know, go, go through that. Correct. But more often than not, you're going to need to do more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask for help. How do I get my product in front of people mm. in, in the cheapest possible manner? I mean, there's a strategy to these things, folks. People don't become online millionaires without ever showing their product to somebody. And mm. people don't become online millionaires by showing their product to one person. And that person goes out and sells it for them and makes them a million dollars. It's hard work every day. And mm-hmm. your strategy may evolve on a daily basis, yeah. uh, on a weekly basis or whatever it is. Marketing right. changes all the time, mm-hmm. right? And I heard Russell Brunson says this thing that I absolutely love. Um, and he says, marketing is noise. The more noise you make, the more people will see it and the more you would actually be successful in your product because marketing is really just noise. That's what it is. You make a lot of noise. Um, I mean, he sold, I don't know, I don't want to thumbs up the numbers because I'm not sure, but he sold a lot of, like I'm talking like a lot of copies of his book before it was even launched. 
you know, I bought it like in the beginning, the expert secrets book, oh, not the, the traffic secrets book, because I believed in the product first of all, but second of all, because he made so much noise about it. You couldn't ignore it. It was in my email. It was on Facebook. It was on YouTube. It was bloody ads everywhere. You know, like I go into Facebook and there's like an ad. I go into Instagram. There's an ad. I go into, you know, there, there's an ad. It's like, seriously, there's an ad everywhere for this because that's what he did. He made a noise. And I'm not saying spend money on ads. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying wherever you can organic. There's so, so many ways that you can organically get leads. That's not going to cost you money. I mean, there's so many hacks. You guys know, I've got Facebook unit training on this. The ones that's in my group knows um, that how you can do that. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways around it. Yeah. Just, I've got a question for you. So I'm, I'm not going to put you a little bit on the spot on this one, but when you, when you did your business and it, um, you know, when you did your coaching business in Vegas and you said you didn't enjoy, you know, the business model, yes, sure. You were making a lot of money and that part was really great, but you didn't enjoy the business. Did you feel at that stage that you were actually going to, um, obviously then the whole thing happened and you gave it up, but, um, did you think that you were ever going to do anything else or are you just going to suffer through it and let it be because you were making money? I know this is a strange question, but I also know of a lot of people that are doing things that yes, they're making money, but they hate their life. So that's why I'm asking you that. Is it, is it worth it then to just give it up and say, screw this, I'm going to start something else. And what's the process then in, in a case like that? Do you know? Well, for me, I, I mean, you know, before the, before the health thing, I was already at a point um, where I knew two things to be mm -hmm. factual. Um, one, really good people were getting left behind and out of coaching because they couldn't afford it. And that had already started to take its toll on me. Two, um, I had no time. Yeah. I had no time because don't forget, these weren't digital products this was me and it's one-on-one -on -one with me and I only have so much time and if I'm not booking time you're not making money and all this kind of thing and so that also uh, was starting to take its toll and so I would have to assume given knowing how I think um, probably within six months I would have said that's it no no and and it's 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 the good people being left behind it that was the worst part yeah. that was the worst part probably the people that would have valued and really used it yes. more than anybody else mm. were left were left out and it, it was it was backwards to me yeah you know and so after going through the health thing and all that it even made more sense that I, I was reaffirming that this business model was was not right so if i got into coaching again it, it was never going to be like that so technically you filed while you were succeeding, you were actually yep. filing in the midst of success, which is yep. quite interesting to think of it like that, but it's, it's what happened, right? But the failure there was not the money failure. It, the business model was working if money was the object. Yes. That was a personal failure. Yes. That was, you know, leaving, that was personal. Yeah. You know, so to me, it wasn't, and, and again, I mean, just like we just said, if you can't get behind the product, and what you're all about, uh, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. But yeah, it was just a change that I knew had to happen for me. But it's like, it's like the typical thing where, um, you know, you, if it, 
I, I don't know, Tony Robbins says this too um, in one of his videos that uh, his, his thing is to find people that have a lot of money you know, that's his target audience and that how do they make that money and how they're so positive. That's his target audience because they, and be happy and successful because there's a lot of people that have millions of dollars, but they are miserable because again, they either don't like the product or they're not self-fulfilled in some way or whatever the, the reason is, but they're miserable. Do you think then it's best then if, if that's the situation, say, say, okay, let's take this back to the audience, which is on this podcast. And this is like, you're starting out a business. If you start a business and you're in the beginning phases and you're starting to make money, but you either don't like the people that you're involved with or you don't like the the product, but you're making money, would it be worth it then to give it up before it gets too far along? Or do you think you can learn to like the product or learn to like the coaches, but you just don't, it doesn't sit with you. Do you reckon you should still try or should you just try something else? You'll, you'll be able to answer that for yourself immediately. Don't ever be afraid to listen to your gut. Yeah, I if it, if it doesn't sit well, you're going to know it doesn't sit well. There's no, I'm going to learn to love this business model. I'm yeah. going to learn to love this, uh, this thing. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It, it, it needs to sit well with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It I has to sit agree. well with you. And I love that Tony Robbins thing because I know what you're talking about. And I think he said is the saddest thing that you can ever see in the world Yes. is someone who's successful with a life unfilled, unfulfilled. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah and, it, something it, like that. And, it, and it's it's so sad. I mean, I know of a lot of people that have money that they don't spend it as well because they just, they don't really know where to spend it because they don't have the right people to spend it with because they've just worked up, they laugh so hard and making money that they left, like you said, Jeff, left the people behind. And that is the sad part. So within that, that's failure, guys. So failure can be anything. Failure can be, I'm not actually getting my business up and running. Failure can be, I'm not successful in myself because I don't believe in myself. Failure can be, oh, I'm making a lot of money, but I'm unhappy. You know, failure can be a lot of things. Like for me, failure was literally not getting a business up and running where I was actually generating money or generating a hundred bucks here or 50 bucks here or 20 bucks there, which is not really making money, let's be honest. So, you know, so that for me was failure until what I'm doing now, you know, so and it's the same with you, Jace. I mean, you've, you've got the same now where your coaching business is picking up and, you know, you're doing other stuff that's stuff like for a wee while now, actually, that's been really good for you. Yeah, making it available, making it affordable to, to, to folks who, you know, also need it as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's the beautiful thing because you feel fulfilled now. Am I right when I say this? Because you feel fulfilled now because you're doing what you love, which is coaching people. But at the same time, your business model is good because you can actually, like I say, making it affordable for people that can, that need your help. Um, right. And I can spend time with my family and enjoy them. And that, that is then in itself a success for you because you actually spend that time with your, with your family especially your children, because now they need you, especially your kids, because they're still relatively small. And I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, that's not, it's not time that I, it's not time that I, that I want to miss. That's not, you know, that's important to me. Yeah. And so a change in business model, it's something I knew needed to happen. And I made that change and it was every bit of as worth it as I suspected, I suspected it would be. Yeah. Uh, we also just want to remind you guys to please subscribe to this channel um, if you, you know, find value in this. Also, give it a thumbs up. Uh, Jess, I've got, okay, so we're at the end of this episode just about, but I want to ask you, you know, 
what is the conclusion yet? So for me, conclusion is really, um, you know, how long do I fail before throwing in the towel is like, there's not really, it, it's not really, it's not really an option. You know, how long you're going to fail is not really an option. You need to make that decision. Am I right when I say this? You know, it's, um, yeah, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a real hard thing. It's a real hard thing to just put a timeline on. Exactly. Um, That's you're, what I was thinking. Yes. You, constant self-audit of strategy, mm. self-audit, uh, where am I mentally, mm. um, self-audit of the product itself and yes. do I believe in it mm -hmm. and, and, and an audit of am I making the noise? Yeah. That's exactly it. So what you ideally need is if you find a product that is working and you potentially have a coach or a group coach setting or whatever else, and say you've had your business for a year and you're just breaking even, you're not getting to the next point, or you're just starting out and you're starting to make money, but it's just not working, but you like what you do, go and look at your product and look at your marketing plan. That's the biggest thing because you might sell a product that your market does not need. I don't want to dive into the deep, deeper meaning in this, but basically the conclusion is you have a red ocean and a blue ocean. So everybody swims in the red ocean. So if you're going to sell a product that's in the red ocean, you're going to either have a lot of competition or, um, you know, it's going to be something that people just don't want you know, so, so that is the, that is the conclusion. So you might sell toilet brushes with Trump's face on it and you know, <laughs> that might sell, but the next person like me, for example, I would not buy that at all, you know, but you might have a hundred thousand people that buy that. Um, and you know, I've heard about these things. I've never seen them because I just cannot be bothered, but this is the concept, you know? So if you go on Amazon and you sell something crazy like that, that you invent and you sell, it might be a short-term product for you. It can make a lot of money on it. But then at the same time, you could potentially get sued. I don't know. You know, so just be cautious, I guess, with what you do as well. Hey, stay away from toilet bowl brushes. Come up with something new. <laughs> You're failing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there Sorry. You go. But uh, yeah, I actually, I didn't even know that was a thing. I heard about it the other day and I was like, what? Did people actually invent that? How silly is that? But hey, like I said, there might be a market. There's a market for everything. There really is. Like people will buy stuff. But remember, you're fulfilling a need. If you don't fulfill people's need, nobody's going to buy the product. And that's the concept as well. Now, if you have a toilet bowl brush <laughs> that maybe somebody can send in a picture of somebody they don't like, like their mother-in-law, and you can shape it into the likeliness of her and then send it to you. Now, now you got a toilet bowl brush that it can live on forever. Oh, that's so rude. Let's talk. <laughs> We're going to take this offline, our new business venture. <laughs> You're on your own, dude. <laughs> I need you for marketing. <laughs> Awesome, guys. That's it. Um, you know, we're not going to faff more on this episode. We are trying to keep them as short as possible. But the concept is: there is not a point. There is okay, not a point. There is not a time frame to filing. You either file within yourself or you file because your product is not working. And three months is the cut of time. If you're not making any money in three months, and I mean anything coming into your business, then something is broken, and then you need to fix it. And then reach out to me and Jason, and we can see how we can help you. All right, that's awesome. it. Talk Perfect. soon, guys. Have a good day, breakfast, lunch, wherever you are. And don't forget to subscribe. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Be safe.